Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to WGWG.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Welcome to Insert Subject Here, or ISH, as I like to call it. ISH is a segment in this radio that covers popular news subjects and takes a closer look at the data in regards to said subjects. For today's podcast, we are delving into something that touches home base for WGWG because today it's all about music. Well, K-pop to be exact. Before we get into the bop of K-pop, let's listen to some music. Welcome back, listeners. If you've been paying attention, you may have noticed that some Korean products have gotten really big over the past few years. There's actually a term for this, and it's called Hayu, which translates to the flow of Korea. So if we're being a bit nautical, it's essentially away from Korean culture to the West. Some aspects of Korean culture that are catching in the West are most notably entertainment and skincare. But as mentioned before, today's podcast is dedicated to K-pop. You may have heard a bit about K-pop if you're really into pop culture. However, if you haven't, Let me fill you in. K-pop stands for Korean pop, and it's been around since about the 90s. But don't be alarmed if you weren't exactly singing along to music by H.O.T. at the time. Just last month, the popular boy band BTS became the first K-pop group ever to be nominated for the Grammys. Although their nomination is for Best Recording Package, it is still an unheard of nomination until now. BTS has also attracted the attention of other music powerhouses from the West. In 2018, Steve Aoki and Nicki Minaj collaborated with the band in both music and videos for their tracks. Personally, my brush with K-pop was about five years ago when a classmate would not stop talking about her favorite K-pop group called Big Bang. I have met more and more friends like this classmate over the past few years, and let me tell you, They are dedicated fans. According to Bloomberg, in 2017, the K-pop industry netted $4.7 billion. Soul Space's 2016 statistics show that the top five K-pop entertainment companies made approximately $831 million in sales. These companies produce talents such as Big Bang, Girls' Generation, Super Junior, 21, and twice. Although these may sound like new names for some of you listeners, they have been selling out stadiums in world tours for quite some time. Speaking of concerts, let's take a pause and listen to some music. By this point, some of you listeners out there might be saying, well, South Korea is over 7,000 miles away from the East Coast. How can they have such an effect on pop culture? Well, the thing about K-pop is that it is way more than just music. Sure, they have lively music and highly popular dance moves, but there is more to be found in these music artists, or as they're commonly addressed, idols. Idols make huge fashion statements that are followed by many young people in South Korea and beyond. They also market their personalities and their brands in a way that is different from Western culture. Let's start with the basics. How are K-pop groups formed? Well, first, people come to auditions or are recruited by companies in order to be trained to become idols. 
These individuals are then paired with others the company feels they could strike stardom with and are effectively a group that works together to achieve that goal. These groups are commonly divided by sex, however, there are a few co-ed groups like Troublemaker that are the exception. From there, those who are accepted by the agency are strictly put on a regimen of singing, dance, language, and behavior classes that train them to debut. English in particular is encouraged in those who are set out to debut in order to appeal to a wider market. Some companies don't pay their trainees, and others even ask them to pay for their classes. The training process can take years, and there is no guarantee that these trainees will make a debut. The diets and weight of these junior idols are closely monitored, in addition to their personal relationships and even what they say to the press. There are a few companies that even add a dating ban into the contract of these groups once they accept to be working for their company. Some talents are allowed to date after three to seven years after their debut. However, some are not even allowed to date even then. One of the reasons for this is because K-pop groups are usually marketed as being for the public, and they cannot tarnish that image because they are essentially a commodity. With that brief overlook, let's get back to the previous question. How are these groups becoming so popular? Many scholarly articles point to social media with an emphasis on Twitter and YouTube. These two platforms allow fans and idols to be linked together by providing fans with insights of their idols and the music and videos they produce, even though they are thousands of miles away. The most viewed K-pop music video at this moment is still Gundam Style by Psy, which was published in 2012. At the moment, this music video has 3.2 billion views on YouTube. This song might not be representative of all K-pop, but it showed how quickly a song could take to an audience. Songs and videos are tailored to a great extent to appeal not only to Koreans, but also to the world population. Videos are usually highly elaborate and fantastical, and although at the moment there haven't been any that reached the 3.2 billion view high score set by Psy, many K-pop videos have gotten over hundreds of millions of views. So in close, K-pop is spreading like wildfire, and it shows no signs of stopping, so don't be surprised if it becomes a little bit more mainstream in the coming years. This has been Insert Subject here. If you have any questions or comments, please email to info at wgwg.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Thank you for listening.